0: Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with StepWork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery, nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started.
1: Hi, my name is Liam, I'm an addict. August 2nd, practicing honesty. When we feel trapped or pressured, it takes great spiritual and emotional strength to be honest. Basic text, page 85. Many of us try to wiggle out of a difficult spot by being dishonest only to have to humble ourselves later and tell the truth. Some of us twist our stories as a matter of course, even when we could just as easily tell the plain truth. Every time we try to avoid being honest, it backfires on us. Honesty may be uncomfortable, but the trouble we have to endure when we are dishonest is usually far worse than the discomfort of telling the truth. Honesty is one of the fundamental principles of recovery. We applied this principle right from the beginning of our recovery. When we finally admit our powerlessness and unmanageability, we continue to apply the principle of honesty each time we are faced with the option of either living in fantasy or living life on its own terms. Learning to be honest isn't always easy especially after the covering up and deception so many of us practice in our addiction. Our voices may shake as we test our newfound honesty, but before long, the sound of the truth coming from our own mouths settles any doubts. Honesty feels good. It is easier living the truth than living a lie. Just for today, I will honestly embrace life with all its pressures and demands. I will practice honesty, even when it is awkward to do so. Honesty will help not hurt my efforts to live clean and recover.
0: In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Becca B. Hey, Becca, welcome to the Anonymous podcast.
2: Hey, Doug. Hello. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm glad you can make it. So, Becca, could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and could you give your home group a shout out?
2: Yeah, my clean date is November 29th of 2012. Um, I attend meetings in Sarasota, Florida, which is the Suncoast area. And my home group is the Atmosphere of Recovery. We meet every Monday, Monday night at 7 p.m. So if you're in the Suncast area, look us up.
0: All right, sounds good. And so, Becca, could you share your thoughts on the Just For Today uh, about practicing honesty?
2: Absolutely. You know, it's, as I said, Becca, and I'm an addict, and um, it's always an honor to have the opportunity to do anything. On behalf of Narcotics Anonymous, Um, and it's funny with practicing honesty, you know, a lot of times when I share my story, I talk about when I first got into treatment, right. And like, I heard that, like in order to work a program of recovery, or if I had any opportunity to really get and stay clean, that it was going to require honesty. And I remembered like shriveling and just shriveling up inside and thinking to myself, like, I got no shot because my entire life, and all I ever knew was lying and scheming and conniving and, you know, not really even thinking that being honest was a possibility for me. So, um, you know, I almost bowed out, you know, with, without even giving myself a chance, even while in treatment, you know, just not having that faith or belief in myself that it was possible for me. And um, looking back on that, like, definitely grateful that I that I listened, right? That at that point, That I had some willingness and uh, received some hope from people that would bring messages, uh, the NA message into us, you know, that if like they learned how to be honest, that I could learn too. And that's really been everything that I've learned here uh, in Narcotics Anonymous, right? It was all new learned behaviors. And, um, you know, a funny story Mm -hmm. that I tell sometimes too, like when I first got out of treatment and was going to a recovery house, I stopped at my brother's to get my belongings and he had this really nice silver pen. You know, he had a card for me and this nice pen was there and I'm a salesperson. So I love nice shiny pens. And I was gonna just take that pen. I was just gonna take it because that's my MO. I mean, this was literally within an hour of getting released from treatment. And I grabbed that pen and I was gonna take it. And I remembered honesty, right? Like stealing is a form of dishonesty. Mm -hmm. And I didn't take that pen and fast forward, like, you know, and that's a big win. Like I'm feeling so proud of myself. So when we say like, it's the little esteemable things that we do, right. That helps to build that esteem. So for somebody else, like not stealing a pen is not a big deal for me, fresh out of treatment. Like that was a milestone for me and probably one of my first ones. And um, Mm -hmm. fast forward, when I told my brother, the story, like that was a pen that his fiance that was the first gift that she bought him right so for me in my old mindset it's just a pen and I'm entitled to it but for him it had something with sentimental value you know and so that really is corny as the story may be like that was my first opportunity at um, practicing honesty and then as I started you know I followed the suggestions of going to a meeting as soon as I got out of treatment you know and Raising my hand at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting and saying that my name's Rebecca and I'm an addict, like I, there is no more honesty than that, right? Like if I can get with the fact that I'm an addict, you know, today I choose to be an addict that's in recovery, versus yeah. an addict that's in active addiction. But if I if I grab onto that truth just for today. I have an opportunity, right, to stay clean, to make honest and good choices for myself and uh, not cause harm to those around me. Um, But it definitely was something that I had to learn. um, And it was little by little, you know, as different situations and things came up in my life, just learning how uh, the first step, definitely, you know, we talk about the honesty, the open-mindedness and willingness that's necessary uh, for for me to truly recover. And um, that first step really helped me because even, you know, sorry if I'm talking fast, but, um,
0: you <laughs> no, know, in the beginning,
2: right, that IP, right, where it says, am I an addict, right? Like there were some questions on there that I didn't answer yes to, you know, so already I was trying to separate myself from this program or what you guys had going on and how I was different. And, um, mm. after a few months that, you know, like one of them was like, do I ever black out? I'm like, no, you know, but then after answering some questions and the step working guide, and I remember like, there were plenty of times that I was blacked out, right. That I woke up in places. I didn't know how I got there or what I did the night before. So the longer that I stay clean and the more work that I do on myself, the more honesty, uh, Self honesty that's revealed to me, you know, and even with almost eight years clean, and being fortunate enough to have worked and and apply the twelve steps in my life, I still find new honest new new honest things about myself. You know what I mean? And it's just one thing that my sponsor says is like, you know, setting aside everything you think you know and allowing yourself to have a new experience, right? So if I mm. have a closed mind and I don't allow myself to really take a cold, hard look or get to the root of what's going on in my life or, or asking my higher power to help me to have the courage that I need to look at the things that are going on within me, within my program or within my, my character defects. Um, you know, with a little bit of clean time, sometimes our disease manifests in other ways, you know? And if I'm being completely transparent and honest, right? Like for me, that's been gambling lately you know, when I look at some of the behaviors. So when you said, when you saw, told me my topic was honesty, I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. okay, that's
2: great. But like, I don't want to be honest about the gambling, right? I don't want to be honest about how those behaviors are the exactly the same as they were when I was using a substance mm-hmm. and in my active addiction um, from the, I only spent this much instead of that much. Right. Or lying to myself that I'm doing it for entertainment when it's not entertainment, it's the chase, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what, mm-hmm. as an addict, that I'm addicted to, right, it's the chase, it's the chaos, it's the highs, it's the lows, so um, that's my brutal honesty, right, Um, in terms of being a productive member of society, being an active member of Narcotics Anonymous, having women that I sponsor, you know, and being transparent with them, like, just because we get clean and we work some steps, like we don't be, I don't become perfect. Right. Like I'm going to have imperfections. I'm going to have defects, you know, but I can't keep secrets. And that's one thing, you know, that I learned early on is how secrets keep us sick. Right. So if I'm, you look at honesty or dishonesty, right. Those secrets are my dishonesty. So If I'm not willing to open up and share about that, then I'm giving space for my disease to get a foothold in, to giving it space to, to get a a, a shoe in really in my life. And I'm just not willing to take those risks today, you know? So whether I am proud of some of the things that I participate in or whatever, right? Like in terms of my defects and how my disease is, um, is manifested lately. Like I know that when I need to go into a meeting, I need to raise my hand and say that I'm an addict. And I need to share my truth, right? So that I am in touch and in tune with where I am uh, for that particular day. So. Um, well, I think
0: those are good points, Becca, especially, you know, I, and, and my spirit really responds to what you just talked about. You know, the, the the number one lie addiction tells me is I'm clean too long to share about X, Y, and Z. And as soon mm-hmm. as I get that thought, as soon as that thought comes in and it comes in, right. You know, it just does. And uh, I know that's immediately the thing that I need to, to be transparent. And Uh that's the word that I use with the guys that I work with too. And I'm glad that you said that, you know, my spirit is just on fire right now saying, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, that's right. Because look, you know, what happens is if if we don't live a transparent life, we become, we become really confined in this self-imposed prison and of I can't share about this. I can't talk to this person about that. And pretty soon our world goes from being wide open for for being free and sharing whatever we need to and pouring into people because we're being that transparent person, right? That productive member to, to when we start bottling that stuff up, our view becomes so small and it's only focused on what, what our manifestation of addiction. And that's the only thing we think of. That's the only thing we're acting on. And then pretty soon it's like, well, you know what recovery really it's, it's a little bit burdensome today. You know what I mean? And so I appreciate you sharing that. And for our listeners, that, that, that's something that I've said, I got clean in 2000 and that's been one of the main staples of my recovery is that, is that there's nothing that, that, that I can't go in and say, Hey, look, I'm an addict named Douglas and here it is. And there's a freedom Mm -hmm. in that. I mean, it's just like, there's a freedom in that. So, so Becca, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. If, Um, we have some listeners who are identifying with you and saying, okay, you know, sometimes honesty can be tough, right? Um, Sometimes honesty can be, you know, maybe a little bit painful or whatever. Could you share with us what, what really helped you ease the pain of being honest when you were first getting clean? Okay. So that's, that's question one. And then could you follow up with, you know, you're coming up on an eight piece. And so if you get, if you get some time in the program, what what about if you start noticing that you did take the pen, right? And and that was a beautiful story that you told. But you know, what if we have some listeners who are saying, Hey, look, I'm clean a few years and, and you know what? I I did take that pen last week. You know what I mean? And that little dishonesty is kind of creeping back in. So so could you expand on a couple of those?
2: absolutely definitely you know in the beginning of my process and recovery and still to this day was like relying on my higher power and like that really cuz i didn't know i didn't know how to live and i didn't know how to 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 live clean right so mm. i learned more about it in step 7 right where we're humbly asking for those uh shortcomings to be removed but like i literally had to pray and ask my higher power like help me to be honest today you know and and that still carries true, you know, in terms of, and, and asking my sponsor, you know, being just like that, just for today that we read at every meeting, you know, finding that one person that believes in us and wants to help us in our recovery. Like Mm. luckily for me throughout this, like my sponsor has always been that, you know, so sometimes I'm not capable of being able to see the route to honesty, you know, but because I'm willing to talk and share everything with my sponsor like she helps me to get there. So through my higher power and through humility, right? With being able to, and, and, and willingness to be able to go to my sponsor and, and still with some time clean, seek her guidance, you know, and not think that I have all the answers. Hmm. Um, you know, in the pen thing, it happened around 18 months clean. I went in and bought cat bowls, right? And there were two of them there instead of one, and they only charged me for one, You know, and I I sat on it and it was like literally like 99 cents, but I Mm -hmm. went to Walmart the next day and I got to the register and I said, listen, like, I know this sounds crazy, but I only paid for one and I had two. So I want to pay, you know what I mean? Like the lady looked at me like I had seven heads and she didn't, but I do it for me because I believe it when my predecessors, when I got here and you guys told me like how important honesty was, like how my disease, like when there's lies and secrets and dishonesty, that's the door for my disease to be active in my life, and like I was fortunate enough to be able to close that door on the pain, and I just, I don't, to the best of my ability, like I don't want to take a chance, so if it's somewhere that you can go in and, and pay for the item that you accidentally or finding another way right with making an amends really a living amends um Mm -hmm. to not do that or giving an extra dollar to the basket right to make up for that pen that you took I don't know but I find somehow some way to like get it off of me and back where it's supposed to be because little by little by little like those those situations add up and then it becomes too heavy and I'm backed into a
0: corner that I might not Mm -hmm. get out of clean Man, that's good stuff, man. And you're right. You're you, that, that's good. The little things and, you know, isn't it something if you, if you examine our lives right before we get clean. Okay. And then, and then, you know, just the things that we participate in um, and really even some seasons in recovery. Right. I mean, let's, you know, mm-hmm. let's really kick it out there. Right. You know, so, so, and then you, then you look at us now is saying, Hey, 99 cent, right. I get, I, I get away with, okay, in quotation marks, right? You know, I get away with uh-huh. this cat bowl for 99 cents. It chews on our spirit, man. <laughs> right. It just chews on our spirit. Like 99 cents, are you kidding me? But it. Right. It, I'd rob with a
2: heartbeat and never lose a night of sleep.
0: Right. It'd be happy. It, it'd be, you know, <laughs> right. it be ecstatic right. about doing it. And then, and then I, gotta win. Cat, yeah. Yeah, I got a 99 cent cat. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and then it's like this 99 cent cat bowl will keep me up. Like I'm tossing and turning and <laughs> thinking about, man, you know, and you know what, you know, you know what that is like, you know, to, to kind of pull it back in is like, is like that, that's the difference between a spiritually sleeping person and a spiritually woke person. And, and, and I want our listeners to understand that aspect of, of saying, look, this process that we, that we become woke and we stay this way, man, we stay, we stay with the ability to say, Hey, look, I'm not living that way of life. And. I don't want to lose this way of life. Like that's an awakening that mm-hmm. we, you know, that we nurture and that we support. So Becca, this has been awesome. We're at the time now that we're going to transition to the last question. I would like to ask the same question to all the guests who come on. Um, you're coming up on an AP. So you've been on this road for a long time. You have a lot of experience. If you could knowing what you know now, if you could sit down with Becca with, with one day clean or one week clean, could you share with us what you would tell her?
2: absolutely you know and it's I it's a lot of the same stuff that I heard right like don't leave before the miracle happens right give yourself Mm -hmm. a chance let us love you until you can love yourself you know I and again I know I'm not exempt but I was fortunate so far to be one of the people that came in and got one white key tag and have decided to stay so far Mm -hmm. um and I don't say that bragging, but like I needed to hear that because when I got here, I needed to see that there were people that picked up one and stayed. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, even though relapse is can be a part of recovery, or it doesn't have to be a part of mine. Um. So for that newcomer, that person that's coming in, um, that was something that helped me to stay and understand that like that doesn't have to be a part of my story, you know. And I understand that. It could be at some point, but so far it hasn't. Um, but everything that you guys told me, you know, the, do do what's suggested, 90 meetings in 90 days, get a sponsor, get a home group that you're going to participate in, be of service and pray. You know, like it it gets better. You know what I'm saying? Like just give yourself a break. That's probably the biggest one because we come in so heavy and so weighed down with the pain and the mistakes and the hopelessness. Um you know, is just literally, and again, it's nothing fresh. It's all from our literature and from our our language, but give yourself a break. So.
0: Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless.